14 East Live is a storytelling event compiled of works from the staff and the writers from the 14 East class. Each year, a new theme is chosen. Last year, the annual 14 East Live event had the theme as memory. Staff writer Billy Rollison contributed to the event with her personal essay in the memory of her late father, Jeffrey Rollison, otherwise known as The Riot. Billy explores grief and loss and the remembrance of her father as she describes the life and love she received from her dad. Today, Billy shares the memory in her piece, Mr. Blue Sky. Enjoy. This is my dad. Daddy, say hello to the camera. Hi, camera. How you doing? <laughs> say hi to all my viewers on YouTube. Hi, viewers. Yesterday marked the 11th year without my father, who died at only 46. I carry his memory with me every day, and I think I will forever. When I think of my dad, the first thing I remember is a smile, one wide across his face with a classic British gap and a voice as loud as thunder. His thick Birmingham accent, or as the British refer to it, Brummy accent, charmed just about everyone in our sweet Florida city, Coconut Creek. My dad died in an unexpected accident. While his friends from England were in town, they did what they loved most, took a few long rides on their motorbikes, and had dinner at Hooters. It'd be his last ride and described as their greatest. Many of my dad's best mates remember Jeff as the riot, and each member of the group of friends had nicknames of their own, including Radar, Johnny Vegas, and The Brain. Since a little party and a boatload of British banter never killed anyone, you are bound to get stuck with a goofy nickname after a few nights out. The riot is the same man who married my ever-so-lovely, ever-so-polite mom in Vegas, but unconventionally had it affectionately planned long before. The riot taught me to swim and dressed up as the tooth fairy, in, like, full garb. I'd have to think this can simply sum up for his lust for life and others that constantly melted out of him. The riot was also Mr. Blue Sky. My parents came to America looking for warmth and a lot of it. It isn't surprising that South Florida struck the hearts of a couple from Britain's frequently gloomy weather. My dad loved the sun. He loved his big red truck and when the weather was just right. He loved driving down A1A with the entire family loaded up, all the windows down and black-eyed peas on. Sometimes I think he got a daily high from the salty Florida air since the sky was most often blue and clear. Truly, I think that alone was more than enough for him, since days of blue skies means you can take the bikes out. Blue skies means you can keep on working outside. Blue skies mean pool days when you'll torpedo your daughters and every kid in the neighborhood across the pool's length. Most of the time I spent with my father was spent outside in the sun. I still remember it with a lot of warmth. Though in the soaking Florida heat, he was doing just about anything to keep the family happy and healthy. One day it was construction labor, maybe the next was cleaning pools, sometimes even chauffeuring limos. After many odd jobs all over Florida, he eventually built his very own business, Big Bollocks Pressure Cleaning. We'll get to the bollocks thing later. If you need pressure cleaning, call my dad. He's got a pressure cleaner. And what's the name of it, Billy? Big Bollocks Pressure Cleaner. Big Bollocks Pressure Cleaning, Inc. We can clean, clean anything. Roofs, houses, cars, automobiles, trucks, farmyards, pigs, goats, elephants. Hey, we can do anything a Big Bollocks thing. 
with an incredible cherry red pressure washer setup to match his truck, he built clientele quickly, spreading mostly by word of mouth. When you have a quirky accent and a lot of charisma, I think it gives you a leg up in business. Oh, and when you work your ass off, that too. Despite the intense labor and even more intense tropical circumstances, he did it with this incredible smile. He spent days right beneath the sun, using high-pressure water to get dirt off of roofs for hours, always showing us his view of the day. For sure, they were always beautiful. There is a certain risk that came with my dad's motorbiking hobby, as well as his job on roofs and how one of them killed him. They both create adrenaline and also require a lot of confidence in every movement. It's a lot like racing a car, too. My dad always loved anything with an engine, especially if it was fast, even better if it looked cool. He loved trying out all types of cars, from trucks to compacts, racing and rally. Prior to moving to the States, he even owned and operated his own dent and bodywork repair company, The Chip Shop, with a hint of homage to Britain's favorite, fish and chips. Although, this does make it at least a little bit ironic that he died in a motorcycle accident. Without a doubt, though, the most interesting memories I have of him are even more badass than death by a motorcycle. Grief is proof that someone was loved and will continue to be loved outside of their lifetime. It is found at the stoplight of memory with none left to make. It also never really ends, and I think many would agree it's a loaded feeling. Grief is just love that persists. You carry remnants of time spent and what they left behind, while strange and hard, it is still nostalgic and comforting. I often search for his glimmer, wherever I am. He might not be here, but the things and people he loved still are. I can embrace the memory in the way we continue to live and through moments of remembrance. Before I was born, my dad was busy making other memories, which I still seek out from his early friends. I scour for any moment of his life that I have not heard before. Some that I have already heard include his days of racing rally cars, ending up in a pack of five Elvis impersonators, downing Jack and Cokes with the boys, tropical vacations away from rainy England with my mom, or even just spending weekends watching Formula One racing, but never NASCAR. And of course, he was busy with my older sister Charlie by two years. The Formula One racing on Sunday mornings continued into his life and mine. My mom told me my dad always wanted a boy, but had two girls instead. With great luck, he ended up with me, a little girl neck deep in a tomboy world, obsessed with just about anything her dad liked. Both of his daughters were happy to sit on a very 2000s leather couch and drink Sprite with our Gatorade at 9 a.m. since mom isn't up yet and will just not tell her. Sundays like this were always accompanied by a full British breakfast, beans on toast, sausage, dippy egg, bacon, tomato, mushrooms, and fried bread. The fried bread was always just burnt toast. I find myself sitting in these memories, but now without him. Sundays in 2022 can be spent with my engineer in the making, car fanatic partner, whom I've schmoozed with my Lewis Hamilton and Michael Schumacher knowledge. Sure, it isn't the same. We eat our avocado toast and drink lemonade. We definitely don't play the TV as loud as my dad did, but the feeling is residual all the same. In ways, our memories can grow. 
In moments like these, it can be special to reminisce with a partner who's willing to listen. It is also a nice coincidence that he likes fast cars and just so happens to drive the same 1989 BMW E30 that my dad drove in the 90s. One thing definitely has not changed on Formula One Sundays, me rooting for the drivers with the best design car wraps. I'm also left with a newly gifted college student addiction to Red Bull and their Formula One marketing. The memory of my dad is coated in a feeling of non-judgment, a feeling of freedom. It never felt wrong to do what I wanted because the adults around me loved me. I spent afternoons at the pool in just swim trunks because I was eight and I could. During my dad's days in construction, I'd sometimes tag along. I thought for sure one day I'd operate a crane too. I played on the boys' teams and had a camouflage room worth three days of my dad's labor. He never bothered. No one asked me to fit somewhere else. It really is a lot easier when everyone in your life loves you just for you. The freedom to be yourself with no apologies is still alive in me today. So here's some of what's left behind. My dad's birth year that just so happens to be the last four digits of my mom's phone number, 1964. I try to call her at least once a week. A state requested replacement tree as a result of his a little bit too much all at once gene while trimming the yard. It's since grown to an incredible size since the year he passed. My father's voice echoing in my ears always resounds during my proudest moments without him. Well, who's better than us? Who's better than us? Followed by a brief pause and a much louder, no one! Ever so important is my chiming in of, no one! With the very final and loudest part, why, Billy? Because we are the bollocks! Billy's dad and who's better than me? Nobody's better than me and Billy and Charlie. Check out. Mommy and boo. Bollocks is a British profanity turned American transplant motto to imply ultimate greatness. A motto so often used by him, his American peers were often unaware of its real meaning. My dad displayed it proudly in white paneled letters above our door. Just about everyone thought it was our last name and not a term used to describe testicles. Bollocks is still etched into the mantle paint on our childhood home, which hasn't been touched since, no matter that it's been bought at least twice since 2015. I am left with a laugh from my dad whenever I'm back in town. I drive by a home where my parents emptied their hearts into making it their own. Now, leaving behind ball sack, encrusted with the same yellow paint my dad picked out on the house which was originally pure white. The same way the yellow glimmers follow, so does his essence. I've heard it said before, it can be a gift to miss someone, as you have been lucky enough to love them. And what the heck's Billy doing now? Which is my family, my mom, my and my dog, and my sister, and my yeah, you get the picture. And my sister's upstairs, and never mind.